Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Kind of blew out my voice uh, last week. Was it last week? It's I blew been up? almost two weeks oh, now. Oh, man. It's such a struggle. <laughs> Although it does sound kind of sexy, though, eh? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> little vocal fry happening by accident. I, it's, it's okay. I mean, I might be a little bit biased, but I like your voice no matter what. Hey, everyone. It's Amanda, and we have the coolest guest on the phone today. Um, yeah, I'm on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, we're on the phone. You're the the coolest guest. Got it. Got it. No, it's not, Mark. Um, We are talking to Jono, a massage therapist who's in Sweden right now. Uh, Jono, what time is it there? Hi, guys. Uh, It is just gone past uh, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And we are at 2 p.m. here in Toronto. And uh, because of daylight savings, we actually almost missed the opportunity to speak to Jono today because he thought that it was still, um, he thought that it it was one o'clock here in Toronto and it's already two. Anyway, everything worked out. And uh, the reason we're talking to him today is he had sent us an email, which was super flattering that he's been listening to our podcast in Sweden. And he had sort of an interesting story. Uh, born in Australia, studied massage in New Zealand, and then opened up a business in Sweden. So we said, cool, let's talk. We'll figure this out. So I think this, is this our first like super international call or have we done another one? Um, I did one with a dude from Australia. <laughs> no, but that never got published. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. What, I can't remember your name, but um, it ended up being he was he he just trying to sell products or something. So I'm like, I'm not fucking using sure, this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what you're here yeah. for, right, Jono? Well, but that's what that's not what he got. No, no. I'm I'm here for just to chat. You know. That other dude. That's not what he got in touch with me for, though. He's like, oh yeah, I listen to the podcast. I want to come on the podcast. Blah blah blah. Mm. And as soon as we started rapping, like ten minutes in, he's he's like trying to sell me isogenic. So I'm like. This is what you are. (laughs) Where's the fucking mute button? No, that doesn't work for me. No, I don't like that. All right, so why don't we start from the beginning, John? I'm going to throw it over to you. Can you Mm -hmm. introduce yourself for our listeners? uh, A little bit of background about you, even before massage, getting into massage, and what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I can start like way back. So when I graduated school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I kind of just did the the general thing go to university, study business, figure out your life. And, you know, I, I only did it because uh, I thought that would be like the best option. Did it for about a year and just decided I just don't like business. I just, I, I can't imagine sitting in an office and just day after day, just grinding it out and just, you know, your body deteriorating. And I just, I don't know what it was. And I think a lot of massage therapists say like, it, it was just like spur of the moment. I have some uncles who actually work in the sports medicine industry. And I just thought, how cool would that be to do something sport-wise, be a bit more like sporty? And I just thought, okay, well, I didn't do really too well at school. So physio is kind of like out of the option. So what's the next best thing? And I was like, oh, how hard can massage be? So <laughs> I figured, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Um, I moved to New Zealand. There was a really good course in New Zealand. I was going to do a three-year bachelor's actually in a very small town in New Zealand. And I actually ended up getting appendicitis um, halfway through and it just didn't work out. I didn't enjoy going there. And so I said, okay, I'm going to move to a really big city and I'm going to start fresh. So moved to the big city and then I found a really, really good course, um, Diploma of Health Science, and it focuses on massage therapy, like sports, therapy, massage. And I was like, sweet. So I started doing that. 
absolutely loved it. It was absolutely insane, you know, the anatomy, the physiology, the pathology. Um, but it was really, really good and finished that. Um, met my wife while I was actually studying uh, and she's Swedish. And uh, we actually finished uh, studying at the exact same time. So we thought, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to stay in New Zealand. Do we want to move to Australia? Do we want to move to Sweden? And it just, just the way things worked out with me having a UK passport, her not being able to get an Australian visa without too many complications, we thought, okay, let's just move to Sweden. And I think my first impression was how hard can it be? I'm Australian. Everyone's going to love me. I'm going to do some <laughs> massage and it's going to be so easy and it's just going to be no problems. And I guess, you know, you know, when we were um, just talking before, the reason why I picked up your podcast was I was thinking like, okay, well, if I'm going to start a business, I actually need to know how to start a business, how to run a business. So I was like, okay, search all these podcasts. I was on Google, you know, just pretty much what everyone does. Mm. And I think, you know, the Swedish system is actually probably one of the hardest systems I've ever experienced is to do anything. If you want to get a, a bank account, you need a social security number. If you want to get a phone, you need a social security number. So to get the social security number took me a year uh, because with the social security, you get the like free health, you can go to university for free, all these sort of things. So it's all pretty, pretty girl, hard to get. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, not just a girl. This is his wife yeah. we're talking well, about. <laughs> at the time, yeah, it was just a girl. Wow, no, it's not just a girl. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta you know chase them. You know, you know what I mean. I don't mean to use yeah. word just like that. Sounds <laughs> like no, a she lot wasn't of words. Just a girl. She was the girl. Okay, you know? okay. good call, good save. <laughs> You're smart, yeah. man, Jono. You gotta teach my husband sitting sitting in this room with me saying just did, a girl. Did you, ever, did you ever at any point in this whole process of just trying to get social insurance number? be like i'm out of here man this is just way too much work let's go back oh yeah absolutely absolutely but i think i you know i invested so much time and effort into it and you know my wife had a job she has family here and i kind of just got to a point where i was like do i actually want to move back to australia you know everyone that lives in sweden is like oh but you come from australia how cool is that you must have really good summers you know actually i hate the heat so living in Sweden's like perfect. So yeah, it's strange. I don't, I, like I don't, I don't know. even know it, how to gets, relate to you anymore. What? <laughs> yeah, it gets past, like thirty heat. degrees, and you know, like you, you, I don't know, you just get so cranky. I get so cranky when it gets like hot. So I'm like minus ten, so much better than plus thirty. Like it's strange. <sighs> oh Jesus! <laughs> but it's great. We'll just blow right past that because I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> So you said you were when you were getting into massage therapy, you had family members that were in sports yep. med. What was going on with the family members in sports yep. med? Give me some, uh, give me something on that. The juicy, uh, yeah. So um, my two uncles that they live in New Zealand, up in Auckland, uh, they work for pretty popular sporting teams. Nice. Um, I guess I don't really want to go into detail to exactly because you know people probably figure out who I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they, it's really popular. They're really well known. They have like a practice and one of my uncles, he actually worked for a long period of time with one of uh, New Zealand's elite sporting teams. Um, and I grew up around that environment. So he was always away from events uh, and then he was home. And so, you know, having the perks of an uncle who's in that sort of environment, you know, you get tickets to all these places, World Cups and so forth. 
So you kind of get the ball rolling in your mind to be like, okay, that's cool. That's a really cool job. Maybe you want to get into something like that. Yeah, for sure. I would have been jumping all over that too. Were you an athletic kind of guy? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I grew up um, doing a lot of swimming uh, and we played a lot of rugby and cricket um, growing up. But I think, you know, after you leave school and you go into university, if you're not at a major university, but like a smaller college, it's really hard to get into get back into sporting. So I haven't really done major sports, but I've always been like cycling. Um, and now we do a lot of like cross country skiing here in Sweden, which is like super cool. I got to be honest with you. You were saying that you, mm. you don't really like the heat. So Australia, I guess, isn't no. that appealing to you? What is the yeah. weather like in Sweden? Like, yes, we're talking about the weather now. I want to know, like, yeah. what is no, it absolutely, like mostly? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I guess this year has been pretty terrible. We've had a really, really bad winter. Like it's been cold and then it's snowed and then it's just been slushy. So this year hasn't been a really good winter for us. Um, but last year we had a fantastic winter, like heaps and heaps of snow. Um, and it was a long winter, um, but the summer was really good. So we, we get, uh, you know, if we're talking Celsius, it was like minus 10 average in the winter. Uh, with heaps of snow uh, and no wind. And in the summer, we were looking average 25, 30s, hot. For me, I was like, should be back in Australia. This is terrible. <laughs> is Sweden similar to then what we experience here? Do you have four seasons? Yeah, we have like full complete seasons. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're probably about the same. We'll have the minus 10 winters. And this winter was gross. Yeah. A lot of slushy disgustingness. And uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, then the nice summer. Okay. All right. So I understand you a little yeah. bit now. So um, yeah. <laughs> you went to Sweden, as Mark said, for just mm -hmm. a girl, just kidding, for your wife. And then, yeah, you know, at that girl. at that yeah. point, it took you probably a year to really get settled because you had to get your social security number. So yeah. let's let's fast forward yeah. then. Once you yeah. got settled, yeah, decided... I want to know what did you do for the year then? Oh, yeah. Like you weren't working as a therapist. <laughs> well, you're, you're living off the way. He was a I kept assume. man. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a good gig too, though. <laughs> I've been I've been living the life. No, <laughs> I wasn't able to get a social security number, but they in Sweden it's called a samordlings number, so it's like a temporary number. Uh, so you still pay taxes, but you don't get the same benefits mm. as a Swedish resident per se. So you can do everything that they can do. It's just that you don't get like the free healthcare, you gotcha, don't get gotcha. the uh, free schooling, uh, maternity leave, so forth. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So I, I got a job at a, at a gym working as a massage therapist and I, um, you know, didn't know a lot of Swedish. I knew how to say hello, but I didn't really know how to communicate really, really well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'd have new clients. They would understand I'm from Australia. And I think a lot of them were like, wow, this is so cool. We'll just speak English with you. So we did that. And, you know, as a massage therapist, you don't really need to talk to someone. Like if someone gives you the brief sort of outline of what's wrong, you kind of figure it out. So that was like super good. And I think I worked there for about two years. Uh, so I got a lot of clients. I got a lot of contacts. Uh, a lot of people knew who I was. And that was a really, really good basis to sort of start something else. But I was still kind of sure like, I don't know where to go from here. If I want to start a business, what do I do? It's not like you can just jump on Google and just figure out how to start a business in Sweden. There's no information. So you have to learn how to speak Swedish because you need to go to the tax office so that 
they can start helping you create your business. Okay, before talking about starting your business, I've got a I've got a whole list of questions. But firstly, yeah, I have questions. Sure. And when you're studying massage therapy in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. Are there governing bodies? Are there in other words, you have to go to school for massage therapy in New Zealand. Do you have to do licensing exams? Is there a governing body? Is there any kind of regulation in New Zealand? And then what is it like in Sweden in comparison? I guess I never really thought about that. In in uh, in New Zealand, there's no licensing. You don't need a licensing permit. Like anyone can come and just do massage. You can say, oh, I've done massage. But I guess at the end of the day is if you just kind of like pretend mm-hmm. someone's going to know if you're good or not, you, you kind of have it or you don't. So I guess if you get away with it, you could pretty much do massage and not have a permit. But comparing that with Sweden, they're pretty strict. Um, so you obviously need to apply for a personal insurance mm-hmm. um, and then they need to, uh, you need to send in your qualifications. I think that they contacted my university in New Zealand so that, that you can actually be approved for health insurance. Right, um, right. And, you know, that covers both you and, and them. I mean, your your education was pretty intense. Like you did, you said you it did was, a three-year yeah. program. So yeah. why would somebody enroll in a three-year program in New Zealand if, the rest- if there's no real restrictions on who can practice massage therapy? Is there any sure, benefit to sure. having the high-level education if you're going to, you know, just work in a regular clinic or spa you know not working necessarily with elite athletes is there any benefit to having yeah, this yeah. this education i guess i guess it just comes down to you know your own personal preference uh for me like i wanted if i'm going to be a massage therapist i want to know what i'm doing mm-hmm. you know I, I i'm not the sort of person that's just gonna like wing it or, you know be a con artist sort of thing but you know you could just a lot of people that are um of the asian um, community, you, you find that there's a lot of, of those sort of people in sort of Chinese, Asian massage parlors. And, you know, a lot of people go to that and that's fine. But I guess per, my personal preference, I want to go further than just being a massage therapist. I want to get into sports, sort of work with my uncles, kind of down that aisle, um, sort of that aisle. So that's why I went to university. But I guess, you know, if you don't feel like you want to and you reckon you can just learn from just working, people do that, you know? But you can't. I mean, at the end of the day, you can, someone can learn to do massage and learn techniques and stuff. But if you don't have that foundational yeah. knowledge, you're not going to be a good therapist. That's all. No, of course. No. And no. you said your your plan initially was to work with your uncles. Well, then you met a girl. Yeah. So then, yeah. you know, the move to Sweden happened. You had your first job in a gym. Sure. And now you're at sure. the point where you're ready to start your own business in Sweden. Did you have an idea yeah. of what, like, did you want to work with athletes? What was your, your business plan? I've always wanted to work with athletes. I guess that sort of, it was sort of like a missed opportunity in New Zealand. Um, what about working with athletes like why is that something that you're so interested in yeah i think it's because um my family's been so sport orientated my whole our whole life like we've always been so competitive we've all played sports growing up and i feel like uh going into rehabilitation or sort of more you know non-sport wasn't for me and i was always thinking like if i'm sporty i want to work with sporty people that's kind of like where my passion is so that's why i was like yep Sport is my my go to thing, and obviously at university they get you to do like volunteers at different places. You go to uh, schools. Uh, we did hospice. We did a lot of volunteer, and they kind of say, you know, volunteer at all these different places, not just where you want to go, but maybe you might figure out, oh, hey, I actually enjoy working at hospital, or hey, like I enjoy working with the elderly instead of just being like, you, this is your mindset. Actually, go out there, do it. 
get some work experience and it, that sort of work experience also goes to your your uh end of year grade in a mm-hmm. in a per se you need like a x amount of hours and they're just trying to push you to experience different sort of sectors before you go okay i've come into sports i want to do sports and a lot of people came in to do sports and they actually left doing something different yeah which happens all the time i mean even even when you get out into practice, you start working with a certain population. Yeah. And then as your life changes, I know for myself, mm. like as I've been practicing over the years and as I'm changing and my lifestyle is changing, the type of clients I attract changes and the type of clients I prefer working with changes. So that's yeah. the beauty yeah, of this absolutely. type of industry is you can kind of uh, change your niche, I guess, as many times as you like. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Sorry. I, I interrupted you on that when you were telling us about the business that you wanted to start up. When I finished working at the gym, I did a kind of like a, a non-related massage job and that kind of didn't work out. And that kind of pushed me straight into be like, okay, it's the end of summer. There's not really many temporary jobs around. I'm kind of like, okay, let's just get this business, this business started, get off, the, get off and do it. And then once you're sweet sailing, you'd be fine. And I kind of had that mindset, oh, it's going to be so easy. And then it just wasn't. It was just hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. It took me about three months from the get-go to be finally registered with uh, my business in Sweden. So that was hurdle after hurdle. Um, it didn't really help that I didn't understand the language. So I got a lot of help. Um, but the tax department... And the, uh, I guess, um, trying to think of what the translation would be, it's kind of like the working union sort of thing. It was just really difficult and they don't communicate. So you always have to chase them back and forth, back and forth. And, and that's why it just took so long. But yeah, the once I finally got the business started, I was like, okay, I'm done. This is awesome. I've got my bank account. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to open the doors. And then I'm like, how do I get clients? <laughs> you know, this, this whole time you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. I've done all the hard work. And I tried to get a few clients from the gym, but it was kind of like it just didn't work out. They wanted something specific. And it was, they went to the gym because they had a good reputation. So I was like, okay, I'm a nobody in a way. How do I do it? So you Yeah, know, you're this, this like foreign where, guy coming in trying to steal all, yeah. the, trying to steal all the clients. Yeah, you don't speak exactly. the language. Like, who is this dude? Yeah, exactly. So... I guess this is kind of like where you guys come in. So I was trying to figure out like podcasts, Google searches. How do I, how do I run a business? How do I get clients? What do I do? Um, and I guess to be honest, and I think that was about a year and about a year and a half ago when I first started it. And I'm still kind of like in that same mindset. Like I've still, I've got some. Uh, actually, I got a big um, business contract last week, so I was actually really happy about it. But the story I was going to tell you was going to be a little bit different. How I was, I was actually struggling a bit more, and now I'm kind of, I'm like, okay, you know, I've actually got a, a fair decent amount of clients. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm getting there. I'm really, really getting there. I'm like really happy that that's it's finally happening. But it's. I can tell you it's been a long, long time. Yeah. And I mean, that's with any business. I can't imagine starting a business in a country that I'm not familiar with all the laws Mm. and again, where you don't speak the language. Now, off mic and through our email communication, you had told me that you're now almost fluent. So how does that happen just from living there or did you have to put some serious hours into learning this language? (laughs) To be honest, I'm terrible at, you know, I've always been that sort of person that just 
leaves everything to the last minute. You know, you study, you've got an exam the next day sort of thing. But when you come to Sweden, uh, you can go to these free language courses. So it's every day, 9 to 12, and they teach you for the basics, you know, what your name is, how old you are, where you're from. And then as you progress, you slowly go up to the next class. So it is like going back to university, but everyone is there for the exact same goal. Um, and I studied that for about four months, uh, casually, I guess you could say. Uh, and I also spoke a lot with my wife um, and her family and then just also generally the people at the gym. So that mm. was really good. I was able to talk to them. And I think unless you're really good at languages, I think the best way to do it is actually like talking to people and they correct you. And then uh, if you're talking to clients, they'll email you and then you have, you kind of figure out how to email them back. And then you remember, okay, I said this to this. And then, I mean, that's how I, that's how I did it. So was this a difficult language to learn? I mean, I know that we've talked about this before and Mark says like, forget it. I don't think I could learn languages, but I feel there's certain languages that like, I don't know, somehow the the root words just sort of make sense. And I feel like once you know the basics, yeah. it's, it becomes easier and easier. Yeah. Was was it easy to yeah. learn this or was it like these rules don't make sense? The rules, you know, don't make sense. But there's a lot of words that are very, very similar in Swedish that, that, and in English. So if you kind of understand the basics and someone that uh, you're familiar with, maybe your partner or something speaking Swedish to their parents, about a situation that's just happened, you will pick up certain words and be like, okay, she's talking about this. I, I get it. I understand it. But when you get a lot of people that have like different dialects of the same Swedish language, but different like accents is what I meant to say, then it becomes like crazy difficult. Well, at some point, I'm going to get you to say something in Swedish. But before that, I, I want to go back to... Um, you know, when earlier you said to do massage, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to speak to people. Now, again, I don't know what the yeah. rules are like there in Sweden, but here mm -hmm. in Ontario, we've got pretty strict rules. We are a regulated healthcare profession. So when someone comes in, we have to go through a yeah. whole, you know, client intake and go through their health history form and do an entire interview yeah. and assessment and get informed consent. Not only that, to do the licensing yeah. exam in Ontario, you need to have language proficiency in one of the two official languages, which is French or English. Yeah. Right. So you can't even as a massage therapist in Ontario, not yeah. be able to speak the language. Exactly. So how, how did that work out for you? Like in Sweden, do they have such strict rules and do you like, do you have to do an entire interview with each client that comes in or is it not as I guess taken as medically, um, it is it not looked at as medical as much as it is here mm. in Toronto, Ontario, Canada? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it is a little bit strange. Like we don't we don't have to do it at all. Uh, it is considered as a health practice, but it is it also depends where you go. If you're going to more of like a, an established place, um, you know, that has like a naturopath, a chiropractor, they might tend to do that because then they want to keep the the information for the next client and so that if they're working with like each other that's a bit more important but where the gym was they needed my qualifications for the swedish board for me to be licensed to work here but i don't actually need to do like an assessment beforehand so there is a little bit of flexibility there 
Um, but I can't really speak for like the rest of Sweden. I've only, I can only speak for my experiences, mm-hmm. but I'm sure maybe if you go somewhere else, they might do it. It's not like, it's not like you have to do it. It's not compulsory. It's yes or no sort of thing. Right. Like you have to have a license to practice. As you said, they had to evaluate yeah. your education and your credentials, but you Correct. didn't have to do any sort of exam or anything like that to start no. practicing. Okay. No, I think, um, I think if maybe I had done sort of like a basic course, like a Swedish, uh, you know, the Swedish type of massage, not because I'm Swedish. Uh, I think, I think it's, uh, that would be a little bit different. Like, you know, I did a lot of pathology and anatomy and physiology, and I showed them my course outline, and I think they took that into account. So I think if you had more of like a basis, a basic understanding of massage, then they might be a bit like, oh, I don't think this is going to be sufficient. Maybe you need to do a bit more study, then come back to us. But from my course, they were like, yep, sweet, that's fine. We talked to your university, and they were cool. And then they signed off for the for the insurance, so that was that was really good. So, do you have any idea what the education system is like in Sweden? Like, if you wanted to become a massage therapist and you were studying mm. there, is it a two year program, a three year program? What happens there? To be honest, I'm not fam- like super familiar. I have a friend who's just started doing massage, um, and it does vary, obviously course to course, school to school. But I think what she's doing is, I think it's like a year and a half or or a year. I'm not exactly sure, but they, um, they kind of go over the basics massage and then they do a little bit of uh, sports and then they do a little bit like cupping. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a bit of everything. And I guess the way that she told me about it, it didn't actually sound as, as intense as my course. Cause you know, we left university with two, two to 3000 hours. Um, that's kind of like a basic. And I think here it's like not even that. It might not even be a thousand like 500. I was excited to talk to somebody from Sweden and I know you guys just chuckled about it and I'm sure there's other RMTs who are going to listen to this and think this because in Ontario to be a registered massage therapist the curriculum Mm. we learn is Swedish massage. (laughs) So (laughs) I wonder what a treatment from somebody who studied in Sweden would look like in comparison to a treatment from somebody who studied in Ontario. What do you think Mark? I don't know. I want to find out now. Yeah I want to know like how similar the techniques are are they named the same well i guess they would be in swedish you know i I think it's honestly you know swedish massage is just like a relaxation i think it's just a i think it's just a name it's kind of like thai massage in a way right it's like a blanket term for get between these sheets we're going to use some oils and rub your entire body and we're going to softly we're going to like softly touch you you know and it's you know most of the time it's, you know, just a super relaxation massage. I think it's just the name. Yeah, because, I mean, we we learn Swedish massage techniques, but what mm. we are studying is not necessarily, you know, what you just described, you know, the light touch and relaxation. Although, when we study here in Ontario... Every massage treatment has a relaxation component. That's always important to us because we're always thinking about the nervous system, right? That relaxation is a component of every treatment pretty much. At least when you're in school. Yes. Yeah, when you're in school. As you develop as a therapist, you you kind of branch out and do a whole bunch of different things. But that's kind of the basis of it when you're in school anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I want you to say a, a generic sentence in Swedish like introduce yourself to me as if I were a new client I need to hear this uh with like slang or just like normal I don't know how would you talk lots of profanity <laughs> no no profanity that's not that's not me uh, yeah I guess 
att säga Tjena, hur läget? Jag heter Jonathan, jag kommer från Salien Jag arbetar som en massagetherapist här i Sverige Vad gör du idag? I understood two words and those were massage therapists. So what did you just say to me? I said like, hey, how you going? That's like the, the first bit's a bit of a slang Uh, and then I'm just like, yeah, my name is Jonathan. I come from Australia. Um, I work as a massage therapist here in Sweden. Very cool. What do you, what do you, today, what do you think, Mark? You're the, the guy that doesn't uh, understand how people <laughs> learn languages. Could you do that? <laughs> no, I don't think my tongue works like that. Can you tell me Can you tell me how to say how much for your sister? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's um, in some he, kind of mood today. Who makes it for <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Oh boy. Save that. So what other what kind of struggles what other struggles did you have in opening a business in this brand new country? You said it you know it took some time for you to yeah. uh, get the insurance and then took some time to get the sure. tax stuff figured out. Sure. What kinds of hurdles yeah. have you had to deal with? I guess the biggest thing is kind of like advertising. You know in, in English uh, or you know where you live you kind of have the lingo, you know what to say how to attract people, what to do, maybe like jump on, uh, was it Groupon? I'm not too, not too familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know the slang. I didn't know how to attract people. Uh, if I use, uh, Instagram, I would have to get it a double check that it was right. Um, yeah. And, and there was living, if I lived in a big city, I'm sure the opportunities were like were a lot better, but I live in a in a town that's like forty thousand people. It is a small community, but it is it's also really big in the same way. Mm -hmm. So it that was kind of the hardest thing is getting people in the door and like getting people to know about me. Right. The the good thing actually about Swedish or about Sweden is they have a um it's called a Swedishvårdspengar, which is like um healthy living money so each company will give a, a variety of money somewhere from like i don't know the conversion rate but maybe like 150 canadian dollars to maybe like 300 canadian dollars a year to them so that goes to like you know uh, if you want to get a massage maybe a gym you want to go to the chiropractor it's all about like promoting health uh, which is like really really cool and a lot of people use that towards the massage so around december when it's you have to use it up you know i'm like how do i advertise for that like you know how do people find out about me you chuck it on facebook or you chuck it on instagram and people just still you know they're that sort of age group is 30 plus and you, you kind of like miss it. So if you don't know the people, you miss out on all of that. So that was like the biggest challenge for me is like, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, I wouldn't say I figured it out. I'm still like every day, like, okay, you just have to like post a picture. Uh, if you're doing a uh, business massage, your corporate clients, you know, talk to them and be like, What do you guys do? Uh, do you get massages? It's all about if I was in Australia, I'd be super extrovert. But coming to Sweden and people not understanding you, you kind of like turn into an introvert. So now my um, what I'm trying to strive every day is do something that I'm uncomfortable about. So I'm really uncomfortable talking to strangers in Swedish. And it's like you do that one day and then you're like, wow, that was so easy. Why was I freaking out? Mm -hmm. Go to the gym and meet someone like randomly and talk to them, you know, and then it, it kind of grows your confidence. And then the next time you're like, oh, that was so easy. 
Like, why was I stressing out about? Well, it's nice, too, that you have your wife there who obviously has a network of people. Mm. She has family there. I assume she has friends there. So you at least are probably surrounded by other people who are native there so they can help you out a little bit, right? You've got some direction. I can't imagine having to do this all on your own. Like, could you imagine if you were just sort of thrown in that environment? Go, be successful. Yeah, exactly. Well, I kind of thought, you know, what's easier to get a job in hospitality, which I've been working in hospitality for like 10 years, or start my own business. And I was like, well, I guess technically starting my own business would technically be easier, which it hasn't. But I guess if you started working in hospitality, you still need to learn the language. And I was kind of like, well, I can kind of get away with not talking to people or not like not not talking to people, but I can kind of get away with minimal conversation at the start and right. still have a job you understand? <laughs> what can I do where I don't have to speak to people I feel like that's, yeah, that's a exactly. question that Mark has asked himself before what can I do that I don't have to talk to people yeah <laughs> and you know that's that's still the case now I'm kind of like you know you go give out your flyers you give out your business cards and you're just kind of like in the back of your mind being like I really hope they email me I really don't want to talk to them on the phone not that I don't want to communicate with them, but it's just the fact that I'm so scared that like mm. I won't understand them. I'm going to lose business. My reputation's going to go down. In a way, you're kind of damaging your own reputation. So it's like really important to do all these things every day, learn the language, yeah, go that's out there, stressful. scare yourself. And it also grows you as a person. Like I'm probably a different person than I was three years ago when I moved here. So yeah, you've only been there for three years. So really in three years, yep. now you've branched out on your own. Now you say you started your own business, but it's it's just you as a solo practitioner at the moment, right? Or Correct. Do you, right. Correct. Do you have plans to expand? Do you ever think that maybe you'll bring on other therapists to work with? What are, what are your yeah. plans for this massage business? At the moment, I'm focusing on corporate massage. Um, okay. But the... The town that I live in, it is really sporty, like super sporty. So a lot of people come here for international ski events. Um, we have like cycling in the win- in the summer. We have swimming. We have ice skating in the winter. Uh, so a lot of people, there's a huge amount of sporting athletes that move temporarily for events and stuff like that. So my goal is in the future is to start up or be a bit more um, dominant in the sporting uh, sector um, and obviously bring in people to do massage and do all that sort of thing mm-hmm. but I guess for where things are going now it's kind of like it's so hard to see because things do change every single day right and again you've only been there three years and you're just starting out so at the yep. moment I guess you're just focused on building up your own practice which by the sounds of it you're doing yeah yeah absolutely that's awesome I I I commend people who can do that. I don't think I could ever go and even work in another country where I didn't speak the language. Never mind start my own business. I don't I don't know. That takes mm. that takes guts. It it does and uh it's kind of like it was just the opportunity when I came here for holiday. I was like this place is so cool. Like you can go skiing and ice skating in summer in the winter sorry and in the summer you go like running and uh, mountain biking. I was like, there's going to be so much to do. So that's like super perfect for me. You know, I would, I wouldn't actually move here if I didn't know that outside of my work, I wouldn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So you kind of think, okay, like you go to work and it's like minus 10 outside. And all my friends are like, oh, God, this sounds like horrible. And I'm like, honestly, you put on some, you put on a jacket, 
you put on some shoes, you go to work, you come home, and you don't even notice half the time that it is minus ten outside. So see, it's hard yeah, for it me really to important. it's hard for me to relate to that. <laughs> I've always lived in a environment where minus ten is a possibility. So it doesn't actually minus thirty is a possibility for us. So it doesn't seem like a yeah. big deal to me. Yeah, minus minus thirty is a possibility here too. Yeah, I mean that's just life. Stay inside when it's cold. But <laughs> but you always want something that you don't have, like you know. Do you ever think how cool it would be to live in Australia or, you know, New Zealand or, you know, somewhere like where it's like super hot all the time? 100%. 100%. And I think I think it's always like you always want what you'd never have. So I never really had snow growing up. I never really had ice on the on the lake. And then you could swim in it like six months later. So that was always my like, oh, this is super cool. Like the, that's how I really was able to like push myself through all the hard times because when you have these really cool seasons, you know, it's kind of like a perk and it kind of like lifts your spirits in a way. But if I honestly, if I lived up in like Alaska or something and it was like super cold all the time, I would probably be like, are you hearing this perspective, Mark? Like something we have taken for granted our entire life, just having four seasons and snow is what has made him be okay with such a drastic cultural change. Like he's thrown into a country where he doesn't speak the language, doesn't understand anything, but, oh, it's beautiful and I can go ice skating and skiing. Like what? (laughs) Perspective is everything. You live in in a city, so it's completely different as well. That's true. We're in a big city. If you want to go to the mountains or you want to go skiing or ice skating, you know, I don't know how long it takes you, but for me, it would take me like 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes, get to the mountain to go skiing. Uh, we have like a small one in the town and the lake is like super close. Like we can walk there. And then if we want to go like running or cycling in the, in the summer, like it's only 10 minutes away. So, you know, if I lived in a big city, I would be like, ah, oh, this is my whole outlook of Sweden would completely be different. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like where I'm located is like, and we're like in a valley surrounded by forest so it is you know it is kind of picturesque in a way yeah i'm picturing all the scenes from movies well i'm glad it really worked out for you um yeah how okay so we've had a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and we talk about how in the beginning when you're starting a business you have to work like Mm -hmm. crazy and there isn't much of a work-life balance but from talking to you i'm getting the picture that you're just really sort of soaking in life in a new country what's your work schedule like how many hours are you either treating clients or working on your business and working on the advertising and marketing end of your business like a day i think at the moment it's like one or two uh of like advertising um i have i'm actually i'm a lot more busy now so i'm probably looking at about 60 to 70 treatments uh, uh, a month but those are like half an hour treatments so those are corporate massage mm-hmm. and then and then on top of that i probably have like five private massages so realistically i'm kind of the opposite of everyone because you know i wasn't i didn't come out of uh university and didn't have an idea of what i should do i had to start again so i was realistically i was at the bottom i had no clients for like a year and a half scratching the, the bottle of the barrel and I had a lot of spare time. So even if I put in the time, put in the time for emails, like I wasn't getting any emails, um, do the advertising, you don't get any response back. So I realistically had so much time to actually do a lot of everything else but massage and my business. So now I'm kind of like, okay, I'd probably spend maybe a, an hour doing admin if I got any emails or, uh, and whatnot. And then 
most of the time, if I have businesses, I probably at the moment look at about 10 days a month of actual like full days. So it's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not slammed. I'm kind of got like a pretty good balance in a way. Wow. Your life sounds like a vacation. <laughs> but, but to be honest, I, I would rather like slam it out for a year and be like super busy. Like it, it's when you're, when you're at home or it's like terrible outside, you can't go outside. And then you end up just like twiddling your thumbs and you're like, what do I do with my life? You know, you kind of like contemplating what should I be doing? Should I actually be doing massage? And then you kind of think after a while, well, I've invested so much time into this. I can't just give it up. Mm -hmm. And my wife actually said to me, she was like, okay, this is your last year. I'm giving you one more year for massage. And if it doesn't work out, you can come back to it, but you can't be doing it full time. And I was like, oh shit, you know, like it really hit me. And I was like, I was really sad for like that day. And I was like, oh, you know, I can't imagine my life without massage. Even if I'm not doing, you know, every single day, I can't imagine not doing massage. Mm -hmm. And literally the next day out of the blue, I got a, a contract uh, for massage, corporate massage for four clinics. And that was going to like quadruple my treatments for that month. Amazing. So the universe wants you to stay in it. It's like an act of God. So what does your wife do? I, I mean, you don't have to answer that if you don't want to, but what type of field does no, she no, work that's in? No, that's totally fine. Uh, she works in human resource. Uh, so she was a human resource specialist first. So what she would do is uh, she would uh, work in a a particular department and for a particular job so there, there was not enough of that particular job you know uh, it's a health job you know doctor chiropractor dentist that sort of area uh in sweden so what she would do is uh, she would have to outsource so she would have to uh look for those sort of people in europe so she would be like traveling to portugal spain a lot uh, doing a lot of seminars, uh, going to all these like um, health schools um, and then hiring people over there. Then they would come to Sweden, learn Swedish for six months at a very intense Swedish course. And in six months, they're completely fluent. And then they go into their health health um, positions. Very interesting. So it it, sounds, it cool. sounds like she came to Australia, found a good massage therapist <laughs> and brought him back to Sweden. Yep. And the only difference is she married you in between there. So. <laughs> Well, that's well, amazing. She, she always said, I, I always wanted to marry an Australian. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you're being truthful. You just want to tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> it's the accent for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But Are I think you... I've lost a bit of my, my Australian accent. Uh, I don't know. I didn't talk to you before, but you still definitely sound Australian to me. Do we sound okay. like we have a funny accent? Do we sound different to you than than Americans? Not really. Oh, uh, no. you know, it's it's hard. It's you know, it's hard to insult. It's easy to insult either a Canadian or an American. You say like, "Oh, you sound." If I knew you were Canadian, I'd be like, "Oh, you sound American." You know? <laughs> but I do have Canadian relatives who actually live in Vancouver. You know, listening to them, and then you hear it on TV. You know, a lot of things are either Canadian or American, and you kind of get used to that. Uh, accent so it doesn't actually sound uh different to me mm -hmm. uh but i think people from vancouver sound different from us yeah i mean i wouldn't know the difference between a vancouver accent and ontario sort of that sort of accent like i don't listen to that enough but i guess you could probably tell the difference but uh, you know I, I don't 
Uh, yeah, I don't really know. We don't say a boot and we don't say a after everything. <laughs> I do. Do you? Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Fuck a. Yeah. Um, are I, you I tend comfortable? to say like a lot. Do you? Did you if, notice? You know, that? in Australia, you say like this, blah, 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 like that, blah, 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 like. Are you comfortable with uh, sharing information about yourself or are we keeping you just as on a first name basis? Because we usually give people the opportunity no. at the end if they want to follow you or if they want, you know, are you comfortable with giving sure. out your social media to people who want to maybe get in contact with no, you or see absolutely. what you're doing? All right. Yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm totally, I'm totally open to that. You know, it's always good if people want to follow me, gives me some tips to be like, Hey, like this worked for me. Uh, maybe you should try this. Like I'm always open for suggestions. It's just that sometimes, you know, those suggestions might not actually necessarily work my, for my situation. You know, it's like, or oh, join, um, Groupon or something, you know, we don't really have Groupon or, or coupon. I don't know what if I don't even know the name <laughs> properly. You got it. It's Groupon. Yeah. If you, if you're pretty much, if you're not from Sweden or if maybe you're from Europe, the um, tips might help. But even if they're just like, yeah, just do this, do that. I'd be like, awesome. I'm always down to learn. And it's always really good to like meet new people and talk to people. All right. So give everybody uh, a way to uh, connect with you, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever you prefer. Yeah. Um, so my business name is Massage Culture, and I think my Instagram is massage.culture. You'd pretty much be able to find me on Instagram. That's, that's the same for uh, Facebook. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm pretty sure my Instagram is massage.culture. Yeah, just I just looked it up. Basic You're right. <laughs> English spelling, no fancy Swedish spelling, anything like that. All right. Was there anything else that you want to ask? Jonathan about we got him on the phone I just want him to do the outro though. <laughs> you want him to do the outro yeah all right well is there anything else you want to talk about before apparently you do the outro I've really had a really good chat I don't have any other questions it's really good to like us pick my brain you know you've asked a lot of questions that I kind of knew never really thought about so it's been really good yeah it's been really interesting i i realize now at the beginning of the podcast i said is this our first international and i'm so sorry if my brooke. my friend brooke is listening uh we did an episode about traumatic brain injury with a friend of mine who lives in manchester mm. in united kingdom and i totally forgot about him so brooke if you are listening i'm so sorry that i totally and forgot about listens. you and he is an and avid he's not listener a and therapist. i'm sorry he listens because he's your friend i'm sorry brooke <laughs> So if there's nothing else to talk mm. about and neither of you two are going to do the outro, does that mean I have to do it? Uh, well, I'm just hoping to hear it in another language. Oh, you want to hear it? Okay, t you say it in English and then, Jono, you're going to repeat it in Swedish, okay? Yeah, I'll try my best. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace. He's getting out the Google Translate. Let <laughs> me think. Uh, okay. Um, do have listened at uh, for massage therapists och en microphone. How do you say peace? Uh, peace. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. My wife's probably going to hear this back and be like, that was wrong. <laughs> Don't worry. It sounded great to me, man. It was awesome. Thanks so much for talking to us today. No problem at all. It's been so fantastic. All right. Now for real, you guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace in Swedish. 